so my anxiety is walking into a family event going, what have y'all said behind my back? What were the conversations that we're having that you guys yeah. were having before I walked into this room? And now everyone's looking at me in a certain way that I yeah. can feel it. I'm just like, what have y'all been talking about? Like, I, my anxiety is like, what are your actual thoughts about me? Because you're all, you're definitely not going to tell me straight up. Welcome back to Almost Cool. Hooter here. Marty's over there. I'm over here, I swear. He is over there. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Not much. Just oh, I'm good, man. Just uh, woken up, trying to get my day started, through some stuff in the, the washing machine before, you know, I got to work later this afternoon. Um, but yeah, just mad chilling. How's your day going, buddy? Mad chilling. Mad chilling. Doing well. Recovering. I would say recovering. I was just so tired last night. Like, not even getting messed up in any kind of way. It was just a long night. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. fall asleep really until, like, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And so, <laughs> having a puppy <laughs> is the best, worst thing in the world. I will say that. Like <laughs> a blessing so and a curse. They're so cute. There's my, my dog, Goose, is so smart. Like, he's, we've had him for a week, and he's picking up everything so quickly. But at the same time, he is picking up everything so quickly, so I just constantly have to chase him around the house with shit that he doesn't have, or shouldn't have, and like... <laughs> shouldn't have. <laughs> like, give me that shit that you're not supposed to have. Corrupt. And then I have to take him out, obviously, like every hour, two hours, because he's got that little puppy bladder and can't hold it too long. And so, it just gets in the way of the regular sleep schedule. Yep, yep. Damn, it's like legit having a newborn, man. Yeah, for real, for real. He's cuter than most babies, though, so I'll take that. That's fine yeah. with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, my, uh, I'll never say this to a dog, but uh, my mom does this. It's the most southern thing she does, and it's kind of giving away her uh, her little secret about it. But anytime she like looks at a baby and she doesn't really think it's cute, she'll go, oh, that's so sweet. Look at him. That's so sweet. <laughs> Instead of saying it's cute. <laughs> It's like the most it's like the most southern thing. It's like bless his heart kind of deal. Oh like my it's, God. I it's love a, that. I love that. My aunt Mirsa though. My aunt Mirsa who is this very just quick triggered Honduran woman. Oh, she'll tell you straight up if your baby's ugly. She's like <laughs> <laughs> Damn, like brute honesty. <laughs> it's not even like it's not she'll go out of her way to do it, but if you say, look how cute he is, she'll say, I don't think he's that cute. <laughs> like, oh. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's that thing where, like, every baby's a little cute, right? Even if it's, like, maybe it's, like, a pug sometimes where it's just so ugly, it's so cute. So ugly, right it's cute. Dude, I have a friend that I went to high school with, um... I know a person that I went to high school with who just had a baby. Oh, my God. This is the fattest baby I've ever seen. I was a fat baby. Like, mm-hmm. Same. As a fat baby, I will say, this bitch is giant, dude. <laughs> You're like, where'd giant. they bury her mom? <laughs> I was like, good Lord. Look at you. Oh, dude, gosh. just going to ask me for a beer instead of a bottle, man. Just like. <laughs> What's up, puts? <laughs> <laughs> just comes out with a beard, you know. <laughs> and then I told that broad mother of mine, less lip, more nip, am I right, fellas? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's uh, that, like, uh, my roommate Ben just had... Uh, he's he just became an uncle not too long ago, and yeah. uh, his brother is just a huge guy. He's all he's like super charismatic. He's a he's yeah. an amazing man, but he just has that presence of just being a he's just a big man. Just and, a big dude. And uh, yeah, his in uh, in pictures like his wife doesn't look. Uh, you know, she's like up to his like chin line or something. Mm-hmm. So in pictures, you don't really think about how big these people are. And then you like meet them and you're both, they're both just like these gorgeous big people. And you're like, oh, wow. And then Ben sent me a photo when he went to visit them uh, in St. Louis, like, like seeing the baby. 
This baby's like brand new and it's the hugest baby. <laughs> it's like he's like gotta hold it with two arms. Like this thing is massive. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, man. Like around a sack of potatoes, man. Sack of potatoes. Oh my gosh, uh, the picture that he sent was uh Ben's like looking very like just smiling at the baby. Like he's just like, Oh yeah. my god, this is my new family. But the baby is like looking at the camera, like, should I trust this guy? <laughs> like, Mom, are you okay with this? Like <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> when I when I say I was a fat baby, I was like eleven pounds as as a baby. You're like, lying. Not even lying. I was like on the border of eleven pounds. Double digits? Damn little motherfucker. Uh, anyway, bro, my grandpa, like, as soon as he saw me for the first time, apparently told my mom, he's like, God damn, girl, you got to put that boy on a diet already. Like, <laughs> anyway, anyway, so they, like, <laughs> I hear these stories all the time of, like, my family bringing me to church after I was born and, like, covering me up <laughs> so no one saw how, like, giant I was. If they see a, a stranger, and you're like, oh, how old's your son? And he's like, oh, he's four months old. Bitch, I was born a week ago. Yeah, I was born a week ago. <laughs> they lied about your age. Just <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, that, man, dude. Dude, my, yeah, my sister was a preemie, so she was like four pounds, something like yeah. that. So my there was a picture, you know, it fit in my dad's hand. Yeah. And then my, my brother was like maybe like six pounds or something. And, uh... I came out, I think I was like seven or eight pounds, and, and like I, I just was a, compared to my siblings, was massive. Just and, a full boy. Yeah, just and my, baby. <laughs> handed by mom, and my mom makes a joke all the time, I was like, is this the right one? Like, are you sure that we make, <laughs> we made this one? Like, <laughs> that's not, I, we, we're not typically used to this, so like. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, my, my nephew, he was a, he was a preemie as well, tiny little thing. Like, really small. Like, it, like you said, like, fit in my brother's hands. Mm-hmm. And like, I was, like, looking at a picture of my nephew Mason when he was born. And I looked at one of my baby pictures. I was like, imagine us side by side. If we were born on the same day. <laughs> I was, like, four of those, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, could, you, you could probably hold that baby in your hand being your baby. <laughs> <laughs> that baby is that baby holding a baby yep that's, that's oh so, my god so funny that's so funny all this baby talk man yeah oh man. absolutely yeah we're, we're speaking about family we got a lot of funny family uh jazz going on because this week we're talking about uh, we're continuing that conversation we had last week where we're ending it on family anxieties and family-induced anxieties mm-hmm. and things like that. And, uh, oh, my gosh. I think, speaking of babies, I mean, that's just, if that's not anxiety-driven oh enough. <laughs> Dude, that's that's the number two question I get all the time now. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, when are you getting married? Oh, when are you having babies? I'm like, oh, my God, bro. Like, yeah. stop asking me this, Aunt Linda. I can't deal with it, bro. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah, I guess the same questions. It's funny because they just it's you when you're growing up and you're going to school and you're doing and you're like living your life. You always get those same five questions every holiday, and uh-huh. and then they it's it just it's you still get the same questions or not the same questions, but that same you get a mentality. New set. You, you just get a, get a new a new set of questions <laughs> for the next five years. <laughs> yep, it's like whatever point of life you're in. It's like, oh, my God, whenever I was, like, about to graduate high school. And they're like, oh, wow, what are you doing with the rest of your life? Oh, what are you, where are you going to college? What are you going to be studying? I'm like, oh, this, this, this. They're like, all right, cool. And I'd see them three months later and ask the same questions over yep. and over. And then after I turned 20, they're like, oh, a new set came up. It's like, so, did you meet any nice girls? Oh, did you meet any of this? Did you meet mm-hmm. any of this? And then now I'm 25, and it's just like, that very southern mentality of, yeah, you gotta get married like soon, mm-hmm. boy. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I it baffles me having friends like that have been friends I went to high school with that have been married for seven years and have three kids already. And that wild? I think that's wild, mm-hmm. wild. I mean, I good for y'all. Y'all are happy and everything. I'm yeah, happy for, for you. sure. <laughs> they were like. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just, I, that just is like, how are kids raising kids? You know what I mean? Like, at that point, I just. My brain's not even fully developed yet, man. No, I can't, I couldn't imagine. And I, I think, uh, if I was to have, like, kids young, because my mom had, uh, my brother, like, I think at 19 or something. And I, maybe mm-hmm. it was in, you know, at the time when they were having kids, that was kind of, I don't know if it was a norm, but, you know, getting married. That was married. late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took was, you so long. It took you so long. Uh but yeah, it's it's like definitely now that we're getting older, like kids are definitely like prolonging that journey on their life and they're but you're still getting like people who have that same mentality asking those questions and it's like it's ah, drilling like, it, man. <laughs> Dude, I so yeah, like we kinda I kinda mentioned it last week, but it's always, always my biggest form of anxiety when it comes to my family is me getting ready to go see my family. Mm-hmm. Once I get there, I, I, I'm usually fine and can handle it um, no matter what comes up. And something always seems to come up. But it's just the dread of knowing that I'm about to either get into an argument, have insanely uncomfortable questions asked to me, again, by the same people who mm-hmm. haven't listened to anything I've said before. And... Odds are I'm going to say something that makes people a little upset. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I've taken this, this this stance in life that I'm not going to go out of my way to make you feel bad or to say something you don't agree with mm-hmm. unless you ask me directly. Like, if you don't agree it, I I try my best not to lie about anything. And that goes towards Allison. That goes towards my family. Um, it's like, if you know, by this point that if you're going to ask a question, you know, I'm going to answer it honestly. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to have a weird fight or a weird argument, please don't ask the question, but they always do. Thinking yep. that I'll just kind of beat around the bush about it. Or I will, you know, kind of lie to save face. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, because when you grow, oh, because I do the same thing when I was a little bit younger, uh, that same anxiety, like, oh, I'm going home for the holidays. And I mm-hmm. like, especially the past seven years, it's uh, that's I've been out of state and I've lived kind of like far enough away from my family where it was always a, uh, you know, I always had to travel towards them. So I had that anxiety build up that was like, all right, I got to got to pregame this anxiety <laughs> and just getting getting ready and jazzed up for it. And uh, yeah. And then for some reason, it's weird because, you know, when you're, it's like this feeling, it's so diff, so different when you're, let's say a group of friends ask you to go hang out. Like there's no anxiety buildup of going to hang out with a certain group of people that I really like. Mm-hmm. There's no like, all right, we're going to, it's going to have to do this thing where I'm going to have to, you know, people please in any right. means. But with my family, it's like this weird thing where you, I always felt like I had to people please and those questions that were asked and you like save face for yourself save face for like the family or whatever you feel like it's just like I've, it just feels like there's a lot more hold or there's a lot more going on on that side when in reality it's not it's like it's not at all, like nothing it's like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done people pleasing I'm done like going to these situations where I'm trying to be the best you know family member I can be and this I'm just gonna be me I'm just gonna like show yeah. up do my thing and yeah, it's a, I, dude, it's uh, a, it's a confidence issue for me. Like it was always, um, <laughs> I, I always tried to keep the peace with my family and I still do. Like they'll mm-hmm. bring me in for like interventions and stuff. Just be like, Jordan, you got a good head on your shoulders. And then I'll say something They're like, well, why in the hell would you say that? <laughs> but I always had this. Uh, I'm sorry if I totally cut you off. I'm really sorry. Um, no, you didn't at all. But I, <laughs> you're you're the youngest, yeah. You're the youngest mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. your family. I was like that weird middle child. Um, also, for everyone, I think middle child syndrome is absolutely real. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think it's real. Like so, the way me and my brothers are laid out, it's. My older brother, Michael, who's five years older than I am, and then my younger brothers, who are twins, I'm nine years older than them, right? hmm And I was just kind of stuck where when I was 
entering like the become yourself age, the really like, you know, when I was a teenager, right when I became a teenager, my brother left. Um, he went and, you know, went to military school and then went to the army. Mm-hmm. And my little brothers were really, really young. So they constantly needed to be taken care of. So I, I was like, kind of, both my parents worked. And so it was, you know, Jordan, as soon as you get off from school, you're taking care of the kids, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, you can't do anything to do. Yep. Um, and then I always felt like I wasn't really living up to my older brother because my mom was just, you know, going through, you know, <laughs> my son is at war, going through that. And like, yeah. And everything was about, oh, Michael this, Michael that. Oh, Jordan, take care of the kids. Oh, you know, Michael this, Michael this. Jordan, can you watch the kids? I have to go to work tonight. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like just this immediate, like, there was no attention being or given to me yeah for a while mm-hmm. and then that would go to family functions as well where um you know my older brother and my older cousin they were becoming like their adult selves and so they had all this interesting things happening to them so everybody was worried about them all the while i was kind of still left at the kids table but i was old enough to do things for everybody so i was kind of made to run all over the place my yeah. first serving job was like, <laughs> me at nine years old man like my family, my family's like oh michael and ray just got here like let's talk to them jordan go get some food ready i was like oh my god like go, go over here go run over there go run over there and like i had this anxiety of just being unnoticed and unappreciated Mm-hmm. Um, and that carried over for a long time, and that eventually led up to me just being like, look, I always said what people wanted to hear so I would get attention from my family, um, and thank God I grew out of that um, because now I feel like what I'm doing is a lot more healthy for me. I know they might not all like it, but um, I'm giving them the truest version of myself that I can. Yeah, really. But at the same time, it's still anxiety ridden, and I always dread going because I know I'm going to have to hurt somebody's feelings whenever they bring something up. Yeah. Well, it's it's. Do you think? uh, Because like uh, being the youngest, I totally get. Like I was, I was kind of the opposite where I was be put. I would be put on blast on everything I was doing because I'm the youngest. There's nothing below me. Everyone's (laughs) focused on the baby. Everyone's like, all right, well he Mm -hmm. he's the last one. Like, what is he doing? Blah blah blah. Do you think that? like uh, these anxieties, like of people like you saying things that they don't necessarily like to hear, or things that like it's just because do they you feel like they never got to know you? Like you were always yeah. doing something, you were always like living under your brother. You're like, oh, like how do you feel about that? Like you know, like uh, you know, your brother's at in the army and things, so you're always like, oh, I, you know, I miss him or whatever. And then the focus yeah. was like, oh, well, then you know, you're taking care of these babies. Like how are the babies doing? And then they just never ask questions about you growing up. Do you feel like no? If they just Dude. ask questions and got to know you, do you feel like that anxiety would be a little less, like, 100%. You know, relieved? 100%. I'll never forget, um, this is, like, two weeks after my brother enlisted and left. Um, I came back home from my grandparents' house one weekend, and my room was completely changed. Like, repainted, had all this, like, uh, U.S. Army decor all over it because my mom thought that I was so like into it all just because my older brother was. I'm like, Mom, why do you have a cardboard cutout of a random Army recruiter like in the corner of my room? Like this man is staring at me, and I don't like it. <laughs> like, it was just like I am literally living in my brother's shadow right now. Like I have all this army stuff going on, which hey. It's cool. Some of it was really dope. Like, I really like some of it. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, I was not asked about any of this. I was not asked about how I wanted to do things or how I would like my room to look. It was just kind of, surprise, motherfucker. Like, here yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's so creepy. I would if I would woke up and saw that. I'd end, up, like, I'd end up hitting, like, taking the head off of the cutout. <laughs> Oh man, I, I dude, I was in there for an hour and a half, and I chucked it. And they're like, "What happened?" I was like, "Are you serious?" Like, <laughs> like let me put this in your room and let it watch you sleep. Like, I don't like 
<laughs> just like put lights in the eyes like so it turns on like <laughs> put googly eyes on man yeah like... that's <laughs> yeah i ah man i guess that's uh like we have obviously we have anxieties but they're completely different because yeah i was I was being the youngest. I was put on blast. Um, always kind of seeing like, oh, what's Martin up to? What's he? What's he got going on? And I can't speak for my brother or sister because my brother had that mentality. He's the firstborn. He's the guinea pig. He was the he was the the golden child yeah. for a little while of being you know because it's the first one. Everyone is like, oh my god, this is this is you know this is what I created. Yeah. Like you have all those like. Uh, Things and I'm sure my sister can really relate to you because she's the middle child in our family. I'm sure because she's we're like the my brother's like what six, seven, eight years older than me, something like that. Yeah, and my sister's four or five years older than me, and so like not far enough away to where, um, we were like so distance. Like I'm I'm sure like it, it's not like your older brother and your youngest brother is it? That's a pretty big difference, right? It's, mm-hmm. And so, like, my sister was in a position probably where she was taking care of me, watching me for, like, after school and stuff like that. And then yeah. my brother was old enough to where, like, yeah, when my sister became a teenager, he was out doing his thing. So they were worried. Mm-hmm. As long as he was out there doing that, it was fine. And never – I'm just like, I really – I want to ask her about it because I feel like, yeah, maybe she didn't get the attention that she really, de- like, deserved or needed. And, like, I'm sure, you know, loved and, like, cared for, obviously. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was rough, man. I remember like my first like breakdown about it. I was like 14. You know, I had a, these critical stages of learning how to socialize with other people going through changes in their life. Like I had to miss a lot of it, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because I'm like, hey, can I do this after school? No, you have to stay home with the kids. Oh, okay. Um, hey, can I go to my friend's house this weekend? No, we need you to watch the kids. Like, we need you to take them with you um, to your grandma's house or something. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, I had no room to really – if... <laughs> I, I distinctly remember, like, I missed out on something big at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know how happy I would be to miss a birthday party right now? <laughs> uh... <laughs> but, like – I had to miss out on one of my friend's parties or something, and I was so upset about it. I was like, oh, man, like, I never get to do anything. I never get to do this. They're like, oh, you're just saying that. I was like, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, I remember just breaking down crying for my mom, and she's like, oh, my God. Like, he's kind of right. So they gave me a little bit more wiggle room after that. Gotcha. Um, but still, I, eventually that wears off, and it's just like it slowly returns back to normalcy of mm-hmm. – and. I'm not saying that, you know, um, I hated everything about it. It's like, no, I I loved my brothers. I loved hanging out with my brothers growing up. Um, for the most part, they did get on my nerves to... <laughs> Naturally. That's just, that's just siblings. Yeah, that's just... And, like, just I wanted life. to get away from them for a while, but, you know, if it was like, hey, can you watch the kids once or twice a week? Yeah, that's totally fine. We would mm-hmm. hang out and play video games anyway. It's totally okay. But... I don't know, I felt like I really missed out on a lot, and no one really wanted to hear that. Like, my dad, you know, worked pretty much all day, so he was... Oh, especially when my dad, like, had this one job where he went offshore, mm-hmm. and so he'd be gone for two weeks, and he'd be back for a week, then gone for two weeks and back for a week. And so... And my mom was still going through her thing, and... Oh, man, it was rough. It was rough, like... <laughs> Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of pressures like just put on you and like yeah, to like real. maintain this like homeostasis as you will as I, you would say it. <laughs> I hate to bring up kids again, but like people my family asked me if I'm gonna have kids soon. I'm just like, I raised my two already. Yeah. I look at my brother and it's like <laughs> It's so funny. It's it's so funny. My Aunt Mirsa, my Aunt Mirsa, who I love to death, she's like one of the like three quintessential women in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess four. Like, you know, my mom, my Aunt Mirsa, and my cousin Mimi, who basically took care of me while I was in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, three most important family women that I have in my life. And um, my Aunt Mirsa, she, she kind of caught on to what was happening. Uh, and so she would kind of stand up for me. It's like, no, Jordan's been doing this all day. Someone else could do it. Yeah. And I was like, 
Yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> that fiery personality of telling it like it is. Like she was in my corner a lot. She still is. Um, but oh, that's another thing. Another big anxiety I have is upsetting yeah. her because I know she's gonna let me freaking hear it. Like <laughs> she's a I got my <laughs> I got my bluntness and my honesty from watching my aunt Mirsa handle herself in situations. Because not everyone likes what she has to say, but mm-hmm. she's going to tell you how she feels about it. Yeah. And so, oh, Lord. she, When she found out that, um, that Allison and I were living together, she wasn't really, you know, she's very old school. She's like, oh, I think you should be married first. I don't, I don't really like it. I'm like, well, you know, I understand you don't like it. And, like, we had the best straightforward open conversation about it i was she's like when she told me she's like hey i want to talk to you about this i was dreading it yeah dreading it and we ended up having like an hour and a half conversation of just hey like i'm telling you like it is like i'm telling you like we didn't say oh yeah let's move in together no like circumstances came up that um it was literally the best option for her to move in with me because one of my roommates abandoned me um and wasn't paying rent anymore her roommate that she was supposed to live with abandoned her she had no place to live in a week and i was just like we have a free room come on like come on let's do it yep um and once i understood or once i explained what was happening you know uh, even though she wasn't like well i think you should have worked a little hard to make it work a different way, but I understand what you're saying. Um, it's your life. <laughs> you know, she always tells me, she always tells me, it's your life, Jordy. It's like, I can tell you, you know, what I want you to do, but it's not my decision to make. It's up Damn, to you. Damn, that's, that's comforting as hell. I'm just like, my God, like, she's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's right. She's yep. right. She usually is. Yeah, well, a family induces that anxiety of like where the they like what their their opinions matter so much more than most people in your life. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh, what they say goes. What they what they feel is a lot more. You know, <laughs> I just hold on to that way more than I would you know my friends because I can totally go if like you like I, I respect your opinion to the utmost degree, but it, we can have that conversation just like you and your aunt have, and then. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, you'd be like, oh, it's your life, though, to handle your situation. And I have the confidence to be like, it is. Like, yeah, I'm going to do what I want. But if I had that same conversation with someone in my family, like it's like my mom, dad, uh, and my grandma or something like that, yeah, I w- it would just mean a lot more. And if they're upset, I'm going to be upset. And then it's mm-hmm. I, it's just like I'm not going to walk away from that being like, it's my life. It's like I can do this. I'm, I feel confident of like this decision I made. And unless they, unless it was vocalized like the way your aunt did it, like you can have a conversation, and then it's like, hey, you know, do you still want? I still want you to do your thing, as if you feel like this is right. But I, I don't know. I've always like, I, I wouldn't say, the, like being the youngest, like I, I would, I don't really think that it's like not that no one cared about what I was doing, um, but. Like, they already went through the levels, like, with my brother and sister. Like, my brother was a a superb athlete and Mm -hmm. did his thing. My sister was just, like, like that middle child, ambiguous. uh, Like, what are you really into? But no one really got to know it, maybe. And then on me, it was, like... It's like anything that I got into, no one really questioned it. No one was mm-hmm. like, oh, like, oh, why are you doing that? Like, you know, why are Because I, I still played sports growing up, and I kind of was like, because my brother liked it, I liked it, and was like, mm-hmm. you wanted to be him for a little while. I respect, you know, I was just like, that's the little brother syndrome. And yeah. Um, so, like, that was just like a lot of people just kind of anticipated on the things that I was already going to be interested in because my brother was and my sister was in like things that she liked too. She did gymnastics and um, cheerleading and things like that. And I, I got into that for like just a split second um, yeah. with her. And it was like, okay, like, it's just like he's just following the steps of like what, it, you know, his siblings. So the anxiety of like trying new stuff, trying all this different stuff, finding like my own path was like it was already a, anticipated by a lot of people. So when I yeah. started playing music and like I started doing that, my parents were very encouraging. They were they never like when I started playing music, my my dad's a superb athlete and can't is as well and he he like I started playing music, he never questioned it. He wasn't like, "Well, I, you know, I want my boys to 
to be, you know, playing football and doing this thing. And he yeah. never did that to me because he just like realized the different personality types. And I don't, my anxiety was, I never, like, because of that, I was always validated. I was always thinking like anything I got into, they were like, yeah, go for it. Go try it. Go do this thing. And then it left me with just like, well, I, if I don't like it, I can always change. And then if I don't, and no one's going to get upset because I'm not sticking to one thing. You know, I really mm. wish something like if I was really interested into something, I wish there was a little bit of a hold to it. Like, you know, like if I, when I started playing piano and taking lessons and it's not that I quit, it's not that I didn't, I just didn't like taking lessons anymore. And my parents were just like, yeah, yeah, like go find your next thing. There were the yeah. anxiety of like how open the world was as a young age. Like there was no direction. There was no like structure because I was doing well in school like things like that <laughs> so it was never a question of oh he well you can't do it he can't do this so like why well, you know go try it but I, I wish there was a little bit and I think this is in my own anxieties of why I me and a lot of others have that thing where we start task and then get fired up and then halfway through yeah. it we lose interest and then just move on to the next thing and you end up having a thousand different hobbies that you're like okay at and you don't have yeah. like these couple things that you're really good at and i don't know it's like i i don't know it's like a it's like a, it's such a different anxiety but i it was like i don't even know how to describe it anymore cuz we're getting older now so like now when i see my yeah. family like i have my own path i'm really confident in who i am and like things like that so it doesn't <laughs> there's no like why are you doing that? Are you going to, you know, I don't know. But I just wish there was like a little bit more structure. I wish there was a little bit more like umph. Because like when my brother played soccer, um, he was playing, he, when he played high school ball, um, he was just top of this game. He went to like the next level of like junior Olympics and was doing things mm -hmm. like that. And if he was and like, I don't know, he just, I felt like there was a lot of pressure on him to like just keep going and doing that thing. Yeah. And like, that's his life don't throw it away. And I mean, he did reach a moment where he said, I don't want to play anymore. And my parents supported him and yeah. did his thing. But I, I don't, I wonder how that conversation went for him because I, it couldn't have been easy. It couldn't have been like, it yeah. couldn't just been like a light switch moment of like, okay, yeah, like, sure. Like for me, it was like a light switch. Moment. Yeah. Like, sure, sure. Go do the next thing. But for him, I'm sure it was a totally different yeah, conversation of being like, oh, all right, well, are you really sure? You know, you've spent your whole life doing this. Like, you're really good at it. Like, what's, what are you going to do now? A lot of those kind of conversations probably he had to have multiple times yeah. with my family. And it's, I don't know. I uh, That's why, like, people-pleasing, I think, is why it was so, it was on my repertoire of every time I was going because when people asked me what I was doing, I kind of hypened up things that I was doing and I was interested in, in things more than I was when I really wasn't because I had a million things on my mind and I was like pick and choosing. I was like, pick, yeah, like picking and choosing what I was going to tell people that I was into and that was always going to be supported and validated. So it like didn't really matter if, in, in a way of like right. what I was going to tell them. Um, but I think that's, you know, I don't know if that's a, if any, you know, I hope other people can kind of feel for that, but it's just like, a, it's a weird, ambiguous feeling of like getting into things and I don't know. And like talking about it with my family was never an issue. It was just like, I think the only anxiety I had was because I was like really good in school. Yeah. Like I think that's like the thing that my parents were like, okay, you're good in school. You like you you're gonna. I remember telling my parents I I didn't want to go to college at first, and I was like, ah, oh, it's a lot of pressure. I just don't have. I don't know what I want to do. Like it doesn't make sense to go at the yeah. time. Maybe I was a little stubborn of just being like, hey, I don't want to go to school anymore. Like I maybe just got I done with it. yeah, maybe yeah. I just it was a little bit of that too. But uh, yeah, and then I got to school and like when we when I started at UK, I was a civil engineering student because my dad's an engineer. So like mm -hmm. I was like, okay. It kind of just seems right. Like, I'm good at math and science. I know that's one thing I was going to be interested in. And then I got into school, and I wanted to change my – I remember freshman year, was like, just the end of freshman year, I was over it. Like, I was like, this is yeah. awful. I'm taking <laughs> all this fucking, like, bullshit classes, Calc 1, Calc 2, and uh, all these hard classes. I was doing fine. I was, I was okay, but – I just like didn't know what I wanted, and I told my parents I was like, ah, you know what? I'm gonna switch my major to art. Like I, I, I've always been into, like loved music. I loved visual arts. I was just like, I want to do something creative. I want to do something like that. And like, my parents like on the phone were okay. They were just like, wait, what? Uh, 
okay, all right. right. And then I remember like a week later, my brother called me, and I know like he he's the person that like back then, not now because we talk all the time now, but um, back then if he called me, I was like, what's up? What's wrong? Who died? Like what's going on? I don't know what's going on. (laughs) So I answered it, and we and him had a whole conversation of what my parents actually thought about the situation because he was talking to them about it and he was like oh you know you're you're like are you sure like the whole conversation was about money like it was like what are you going to do after school like are you gonna you're not going to make any money doing that and you're not going to do this thing and in my head i don't give a shit about money i can pay my bills i can do my thing i'm living life i'm great like money is an arbitrary object that i just don't give a shit about um yeah and so it just like we couldn't connect because like my anxiety is of my parents having this thing of like, oh, you're not going to make any money. And then but like I was like, oh, well, I just want to do something I really enjoy and like things mm-hmm. that are going to make me feel at peace and like fulfill life, like fulfill my life. And then I would go home and I had those. Obviously, I had to, I went home after that first freshman year of college um, for the summer and I was having conversations with my parents, and the whole thing it was about money and lifestyle, and like, don't you want to be able to provide and do these things? I was like, I don't, I don't know, like, I, I have no yeah. idea. And it was like, I don't. We're, we were just on total different pages about the whole thing, and I was yeah. like, okay, I don't. Okay, I'm gonna go back to school, and then I chose. I ended up switching to geology, and I it was, and it's not because I was like, oh, I'm, I need to make money, I need to do this thing. It was I got into a, a couple classes with civil engineering that really was like, hey, you're gonna go outside, you're gonna look at rocks, you're gonna do this thing because we need to know it. And yeah. then I was like, wow, this is this is really cool. And like a bunch of rock nerd, I met a bunch of rock nerds in that class, and we just ended up, I haven't having a good time, so I ended up switching to geology. And the first thing that I remember my parents doing was like the geologist average salary on Google. And I was like, come on, like stop doing shit like that. And it's a little bit more dramatic than, you know, obviously that I'm making that to be, but uh, I don't know. So the anxiety of like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing this thing that like I have to, am I going the right path? It's like, am I, because I want to please my parents, but I also want to please myself. And I was, but I was on this, if it was a spectrum of myself and my parents, I was more on the parent side of like wanting to please, you know? So when I go home and have these conversations, I had to embellish. I had to think of like, I'm having way more fun than I am. And like, and I was having a good time, but I still, this whole time it was like, I have no idea if this is right. I have no idea if this is wrong. I just like, I have, and like, I feel that. Completely, because um, one, I just I distinctly remember uh, catching up with you at the end of freshman year, and you're just like, I don't fucking know about this civil engineering shit. <laughs> like, yeah, like it was like it sucked. <laughs> I really remember that. Um, but you know, my two biggest things, who are which are my two biggest things that root my family problems, and I say family problems. I love my family. I know my family loves me. But what makes it weird and hard for me sometimes is that. One, I feel like I'm never really being acknowledged or heard the way I'm trying to come across. Mm-hmm. But at the, on the complete opposite end, I feel like I'm not living up to expectations. Yep. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. because, because I was all right in school and because I really didn't get into much trouble as a kid. Like, I didn't have the opportunity. I was at home watching the kids all the time. Like... <laughs> My mom especially, like, built up this idea of the golden child. It's like, I I don't have to worry about you because I know that you're going to do great. I have to worry about everything else. I'm like, well, that does not give me, like, I'm like, I understand the sentiment of, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm I'm the person that can just be left to their own devices and still succeed. Mm Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was never really encouraged with every with anything. I was never um, really listened to how. Uh, if I had an idea of what I could do, it was like, well, you know. At the same time, they thought I could do great things as long as those great things included like becoming a doctor, uh, working <laughs> a plant job, or some other local kind of prestigious thing. Yeah. That's all. That that was their idea of me living up to their expectations. I'm like. Mm-hmm. one i don't want to do any of that like <laughs> no. i really don't i really don't i felt pressured and it was like well if i become a doctor i was like <laughs> I, 
I, for a hot little minute, I wanted to be a surgeon. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to um, one of my high school teachers. He's like, Jordan, I'm going to let you know right now, bud. You're really smart. You really pick things up. Science is not your go-to, man. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> like, <laughs> he set me straight. He set he's you like, straight. Oh, that's nice. Before you dive into all this stuff, he's like, I'm a doc. Like, I have, like, a not PhD. I have, like, he was a doctor for a certain period of time before he left the medical field to be yeah. a teacher. And uh, he's like, listen, man, this shit sucks. <laughs> like, if you're not fully into it, don't do it. Don't you know, do like, it. you have yeah. to, this is something that takes over your life. And he's, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. And so I didn't do it. But, like, I, I, especially now, if I have an idea of something that I could do, my family's like, well, um, like you were saying, like, what's the money for, made in that? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I've never felt supported to do something that makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Or if I was told to do something that makes me happy, if it didn't have a significant enough bottom line, <laughs> then I wouldn't really be that happy. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah. the, that's the idea that they would put in. And I don't know, especially after this past year, it's just like, look, man, I'm going to do what's good for me. Um, and I'm not saying that in a selfish way at all, but... I'm putting my happiness first. Like, um, money is nowhere near as important to me, or the idea of it isn't as important as I once thought it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still constantly have to have that conversation with my family over and over again. Yep. Every week, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. And it's just exhausting. It makes me want to just never go over there anymore because yep. it's like, I'm just going to record. I'm gonna I'm gonna go there one last time. <laughs> I'm going to record all my answers that people ask me, and then whenever there's a family get-together, just put in this videotape. <laughs> just put in the cassette and just push play. And that's it. It's He's like the... I'm there. It's like yep. I'm there. Like... <laughs> I don't need to be here anymore because I've said all this before. Just play the tape. That's the same answer that you're going to get. I'll like... come back in five years when the, cha- <laughs> when the answers change. Yeah, when the one answers more taping. Are... <laughs> See you soon. Yeah. Well, we're in our twenties, man. Like this is the time to explore. This is the time to be like we're we're in that the coming of age story at the moment right now. Like of like who we are as people. It's gonna change. You know, I I always say like, man, you should work ninety different jobs in your twenties. Like, yeah, that's a little unstable. It doesn't look good on resumes. That's what they tell you. But honestly, no one gives a shit about that. And it's like, would you rather have someone who had ninety different jobs since they were fifteen when they reached thirty? So they're like educated, you know, it's not that they, they know everything, but they have a little hand in everything. Their perspective yeah. is huge. Or do you want like that kid who had like two jobs, but hates their life doing that thing. And they never mm-hmm. really found out the options that were available the, to them that they could go for. And yeah, and then they reach 30 and they're stuck in this career because now they have responsibilities that yeah. are that have specifically been involved with money. Like they have reached a career goal of I made this money, but their happiness isn't gone or their happiness is gone because they're just like, I have to have this job because I have to afford all these things that I have now and like Mm -hmm. maintain this lifestyle. And I never really got to do that thing. And you hear all my God, you always hear that story of like, Oh, I'm, you know, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. I regret not going to do that one thing. I I hate to do this, but like now I have responsibility. Now I have kids. Now I have this stuff to like, and I'm like, man, it's if you did if you had if people allowed you to have like a little bit of that grace of, and like never really thought about maybe it's a generational gap because maybe. when I I think when I'm raising kids I hope I I'm sure they're gonna have anxieties of some sort but I don't think I want to I don't want to induce it with money you know I want them to think about being able to provide and eat and I don't want them to starve but is like I don't that that hold on that is like I figured it out I've I've made it through this point of life and I'm still here it means I've eaten and I'm <laughs> I'm good you know like I yeah. <laughs> I'm okay but I don't want the and, and the anxiety for them to have is like oh my does my dad think I'm making enough money right now and like am I gonna yeah. be able to be like a man it's a, I think it's just uh because my my mom and dad started off as uh like poor parents you know they were just young ignorant kids when they had kids and. I think they were when they had kids they just didn't have a lot of they couldn't provide the way they probably wanted to and then they were working these jobs and 
they hated themselves just as much as they like hated uh, the mo- the amount of money they were made. They felt like they probably weren't living up to expectations of their families, mm-hmm. and then that just trickles down into the way Rolls they parent. And it's but it, like now it's just such a different lifestyle. And you're you're talking about it's not a selfish thing, but it, you need to be selfish. Like in your twenties is the prime example. Like in your and selfish in the way of yeah, I need to worry about me and what I'm doing because I don't want to have to reach a certain point and then you know not always been thinking about what my parents thought or always thinking about something that involved another entity or stimulus outside of my own self to please or to be you know and i I just i don't know i'm just i don't like okay moving is a prime example moving to philly i quit a job my nine to five where i was making plenty of money to support myself i was had a savings account for the first time in a long time i was like all right cool like i'm I'm what my parents expected of me to happen after college. Then I quit that job because I just, I hated it. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be in Lexington anymore. I felt like I outgrew the place I was in. I was like, I'm, I'm stale. I stuck here and I moved up here and got a restaurant job and there's nothing wrong with that in the, in this, in the, in my view of this. Like it's not, it's not that it was uh yeah, I downgraded in pay, but when I moved here, I didn't have any friends besides the ones I moved up here with. And I didn't have a basis on the city. I didn't have a, anything going on. So I wanted the like – I was like really selfish with my own happiness. Okay, I'm going to work this restaurant job. All these people are my age. I want to make friends. I want to like yeah. start my life here. I want to like kick it off in a good way in my – you know, to hold myself over so I can pay bills and eat. I'm going to work at this restaurant, but it's also selfish because I want to make friends and these people are awesome. And like now I'm, I took, you know, what, six to seven months since I've been here. So um, now I'm just, I'm got, I got a new job as a, with a, it's a place called TRC Environmental and it's, I'm really looking forward to it. It's really different mm-hmm. from my last job. And it's, uh, but I took that time of being okay. I'm, I'm bartending. I'm I'm working as in this restaurant. I'm I and then to tell my mom and dad that they I'm at an age where they get it now. They don't really they're just like, "Okay, like you're going to do you. Yeah. I'm not going to control you. I'm not going to try to do this thing anymore." But I got that, you know, that that feeling of um that anxiety of working a job like that, like you have a like your plant job or something that you had and then you're you know, you go to a restaurant and for you it's the healthiest thing that you've ever done in your life and you're like, Yes, this is awesome. I'm back on my happiness train. I'm like uh, my mental health is going through the roof now, like doing my thing and your life is stabilizing in the way you want it to, but then you have to go and tell your family when on holidays, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm bartending. And they were like, weren't you a geologist? Like, yeah, just yeah. like a year, like, a, you know, six months ago, weren't you doing that? Like, why are you bartending? And I'm like, because it's amazing because it's like great for my health. It's great for like, I'm a happy ass person right now. Does that not matter yeah. to you? <laughs> uh, and they probably, they probably do that thing where, and this is the this is where my anxiety comes in being the youngest is i don't feel like i'm told their actual feelings i don't like i i and it's not that i can't handle it like i'm smart enough and capable enough and like emotionally strong enough uh to handle it but it's like they almost hide things from me they almost like 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 when my brother called me for talking about my art job i was like my parents never told me those things like, yeah. you know what I mean? They all kept it like to themselves, but they talked about it amongst themselves. So my anxiety is walking into a family event going, what have y'all said behind my back? What were the conversations that we're having that you guys yeah. were having before I walked into this room? And now everyone's looking at me in a certain way that I yep. can feel it. I'm just like, what have y'all been talking about? Like, I, my anxiety is like, what are your actual thoughts about me? Because you're you're definitely not going to tell me straight up. I don't have anyone in my family that have that's told me straight up like you know like your aunt has yeah. <laughs> of like how they feel and like conversations like that. And I don't see them enough probably to, for them to do that. But it just I wish I really had some clarity on like when you feel something and especially in a family, say like tell me like I like show your true colors. You know like don't. Yeah. You're showing your true colors by hiding it to me, first of all. Like, I just – that's not kind of the love and support I need right now. I need I need things I, – I need stuff that's going to help. I don't need this, like, weird, oh, they gossip behind my back and now I'm walking into a room where I don't know what people know about me. 
you know? Yeah. And I'm yeah, just like... Dude. I feel that, too, because my family is very gossipy amongst themselves. And if you're the the center of the conversation, you're typically the last person to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. It's... It's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. It's exhausting, man. It's... It's like, yeah, and it's like I'm trying to people please, but they know already the information I'm about to tell them. You know, it's like, okay, well, I I'm not well, gonna bullshit. They, no, they, no, they don't, but they think exactly. they do. They think they do, and they have this whole preconceived speech of what they're gonna, yeah, how they what they're gonna tell you about it. It's like, no, you don't understand the context of where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're getting everything through the lens of my grandma. You know, talking a little shit. That's what you're getting. <laughs> exactly. It's you're not you're not Dude, opening your aperture that was, for me. <laughs> that was one thing I was terrified about was that um, something happened with um, I think my brother and my mom told my grandma about it, and then two hours later we got two phone calls from you know other family members about this situation, and it was different. It was a classic game of telephone, mm-hmm. but like all of this happened in a matter of like 2 hours where <laughs> our third cousin is giving us a phone call to to hear what's going on. Yep. And it's just like, "Who are you? First of all, I've never met you. Second, like, how'd you get this number?" Uh, <laughs> like, how'd you get this? But third, mind your business. Like, what do you like y'all can y'all just family family Oh my god. Yeah. One is not the all in family. And I wish that my family would consider that. I know it's different for everyone. Like a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, we were talking about different types of friendships and how everyone typically has a different definition of what a friend really is. Um, and they just think that's a universal definition for it. Everyone thinks that way. No, that's not right. I and I feel the same way about families. Like people look at family in different lights. Like, if you're <laughs> Vin Diesel, man, anything for family. Like, you're like, like, <laughs> the family is like. <laughs> Did someone say family? I <laughs> <laughs> got some family out here. <laughs> oh, man. My favorite one of these Vin Diesel memes has been like. <laughs> The Avengers, where Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man are like, Vin, he's way stronger than you. He's like, that may be true, but he's not stronger than family. Like, talking about <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Like, there, there is that definition of family, where it's family over everything, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all up in, like, we know everything about each other. For sure. Or it's... This family is like, yeah, you're my parents, but I don't really talk to you that much. Or, mm-hmm. you know, outside of my parents, if you're not a part of my immediate family, I don't hear from you really at all. Mm-mm. And we see each other once every 10 years, and you complain about who brought the potato salad. That's, <laughs> that is my family. It's kind of this weird little mix of both, you know? <laughs> like, just, no, that's like, so true. I have that like, same. I have the same experience. <laughs> the like the the large scope of everything. It's like if you're not a part of my immediate family and a couple of aunts and uncles, then I really don't ever see you mm-hmm. ever, and I never hear anything about you unless you know there's like a funeral or something, and then I hear, "Oh, we were so close." <laughs> I'm like, "No, you weren't. I haven't seen you in fucking ten years." Um, <laughs> but it's like. Everyone in my family has this different view of what we are. It's like we are, like, we are the collective. Like, we are a, like, this is, you know, the the, the Hooter clan. I'm like, Jesus Christ, first of all. Uh, <laughs> it's just a working title. Uh, <laughs> it's a working title. <laughs> the Hooter clan. <laughs> but, like, it's, and it's, the idea of it is good. It's like, yeah, we're family. We want to stick together. We want to, you know, be there for one another. But at the same time, we second guess every decision every family member makes. And if it's not, well, your grandpa would take this path. Well, I'm not my grandpa, and times are different. You know, like, things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah, 
No, times are different, and like just it's like the same my, arguments over and over. It's the same arguments. It's like I. It's like I don't know. It's yeah. I. So this is a this is a great example of why I like family. It's like it means everything to me, but it also means nothing in the same yeah. kind of context where like my my cousin is getting married and. She sent me an invite to her wedding, and she's my first cousin. Like we grew up together. I remember every holiday we were spending each other. And like, yeah. and when I was younger, we were actually like all me and my cousins were really close. I remember like any I would go hang out with them over the summers. Like we were we were actually really close as growing up. But you know, you re high school, we reached high school, and everyone just started doing their own things. Or people started getting boyfriends, girlfriends, and going to college, and like you just lose touch. And it's not that I don't – I hate them. It's not that I don't – I love my family very much. And, like, when I see them, it's it's like always a awesome thing to be like, hey, it's really good to see you. Like, I'm glad yeah. we can – and now it's like – I mean, me and my cousins are on the same page. It's just like, yeah, we're just here drinking some beer to, like, hang out with each other. And it's just like hanging out with friends. And then um, – but my anxiety for – she sent me a wedding inv- invitation. And this year, for some odd reason, the floodgates opened and I'm getting, like, 15 different <laughs> – wedding invitations this year and uh i'm actually going to be in a wedding for a guy i've known since second grade and he is yeah. family like my my fam like my parents are best friends with his parents and i've just always he's always been we went on vacations together through all these years like he's he's literally one of the the day ones and i'm yeah. in the wedding so i'm having it i already know i'm when i start this new job i've like hey i have this wedding coming up i'm in the bachelor party like i just have these things already planned and yeah. I was like, okay. And then that was already solidified. And he, and he's like, he's not blood, but he is to me. But, right. um, I got my cousin's invitation in the mail and I just can't make it. It's like one of those things where it falls in between the bachelor party and the wet actual wedding. And I'm going to have to already take off a little bit of time for both of those. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just starting a job. I can't come in here like taking two weeks off like total to like go please all these people at my wedding. But I had yeah. this so this severe anxiety of saying no to my cousin because I was like, Oh, we're family. Like <laughs> what is she gonna think of me? What are my aunts and uncles gonna think of me if I'm not there? And like what am I gonna like I you know, I family does mean a lot to me, but and it's like it's like that thing. I haven't talked to you. I don't even really know who you're marrying. Like I don't know him. I don't I met him a few times and we've said, Hey, I'm I'm Martin, nice to meet you. And that's pretty much the extent yeah. of that comment. I don't know him. I'm not emotionally connected to these people. Like I was talking about like uh Patrick and Alex this past uh when I went to St. Louis, I was crying at their wedding because I was actually emotionally involved with these people. I knew who they were. I under I loved a relationship. I respected it. I would be at that wedding just like a sitting duck being like, Okay, like I'm here. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm here for support and that's great. But I don't, you know, I don't have any emotional connection to like who you're marrying other than like our bloodline and like the history that we have with each other. And I felt so bad saying no. And I called my, my mom and dad and was like, Hey, I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it. Like, I, I feel really bad about this. I don't, yeah, and I'm feeling really anxious that I can't make it. Cause I don't want people to think that I don't like care. I don't care, you know, think about like things like that, but I, it's like a realistic view on like, I'm, I'm not, we're not, that close like see i had to do kind of a a very similar thing where it was my uncle's like birthday this past weekend and my aunt you know she's like hey like we're doing this my whole family's getting together but it's like three hours away and i was like listen i really want to be there but i can't make it and i've gotten a little flack because of it Mm-hmm. from a couple of people in my family it's like oh you know everyone was there except you or oh you should have made time to do it. it's like literally i had no way to get there like literally like it's it would have been a complete overhaul of 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 putting everyone in a in a tight spot for mm-hmm. me to be there and you know i sent my love but like i couldn't make it and it's still because i didn't make it it's like oh your sis family you should do it i'm like yeah, you know, I would do anything for my family. I really would. Yeah, same. You know, but at the same time, you have to. I need time. <laughs> I need time. <laughs> if I can't make it, I really want to be there, but I can't. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, yeah. respect that. But yeah. that doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't. 
And but you know, it'll it'll I think it just I think it's when you get older you'll realize that. I think when we're all like thirty and, you know, get into the just like a solidified and like those kind of feelings about it, you know. I don't Yeah. Because, like, you know, you you and Allison are getting, you know, getting serious. <laughs> you and Allison are really serious. And you're, you know, I'm sure, like, one day you guys are going to start your life together. And you're going to have, like, all these different things worrying about. And you're going to start your family. And you're just going to naturally lose touch. And, you know, things are, I don't know. It's just like a whole, like, we're in this life phase of everything's changing. And it's it's cool that it's changing. Doesn't mean I care about you less. Doesn't mean I'm yeah. not going to be there for you if you really need it. But... It's like, it, it is what it is. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. And especially living out of state, like, for a long time now, just, I've lost touch. Like, I'm, the hold on it is like my, my, yeah, it's like you were saying, I have my immediate family who I'm, you know, I, my rocks and my grandmothers, and I have a few aunts and uncles here and there that kind of trickle through that I'm really close with. Um, but other, yeah, other than that, it's, it's like, I, it's not that I don't want to like, think of it as a disrespectful thing because it's not it's like i it's like a realistic view on just the the yeah. things that are going on in everyone's life i can't drop what i got going on for like most of these things yeah. that are in yours even though and yeah i just but hey it's uh these i'm like i'm honestly like getting anxious even talking like <laughs> i was like kind of anxious like at the end of this just being like ah like i uh like what if they like fucking listen to this and then they're gonna be like wow you know, i have any more feelings about it that son of a bitch, <laughs> that yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh no i think well, i think it's good <laughs> yeah it's a good place to to kind of end it and uh but so you can you can follow me at creation underscore of Martin. You can follow Jordan at Jordan Hooter underscore. You can follow the podcast at Almost Cool Pod. You can please write in if you have any questions, comments, concerns. We would love to hear from you if you just want to say hey, you just want to vent, you want to do, you want to talk about something on the show, you want to uh, give us more ideas. Um, please write into at Almost Cool Pod at gmail dot com. Um, and yeah, we'll be, well, we're going to keep doing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see, uh, um, <laughs> we'll see you next week. We're more juicy topics, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs>